Watcher today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We are discussing feedback for Miss Marvel. Everything that you guys have said and everything that we've said and more that we're going to say after listening mm-hmm. to what you've said. All the saying. All the sayings. All that and more of it is that we have no control over her. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, let's dive right into Miss Marvel because we're not going to be able to go that long. So let's get right into it, my friend. Let's get right into it after we say go to podcastawards.com. Oh, yeah, do that. Nominate the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast for People's Choice and Best TV and Film. Those yeah. are the two important categories for this. You can nominate whoever you want for the others, but those two are for us. Woo! <laughs> podcastawards.com, baby. All right, let's do this thing. So, Jeffrey James sent us an email. I'm really... I'm blah, blah, blah. He said, I'm really enjoying the Miss Marvel coverage. The show is a breath of fresh air. Overall, though, I am concerned about the MCU becoming overladen with characters and required continuity lore. Also, the more cosmic a story becomes, the less it matters. Miss Marvel is a case in point. Now we have a host of forgettable super characters and players and a save the universe storyline apocalypse of the day yawn that distract from kamala's uniqueness in my opinion what worked in the netflix series was that the scale of the problems were down to earth and personal netflix stumbled when it started focusing on the hand in daredevil season two and the defenders miss marvel is repeating that mistake i want to see kamala coping with her mean girl schoolmate getting powers or Bruno building himself an amateurish power suit to try to impress Kamala by becoming her equal. I want the girl from Jersey City to remain in Jersey where she's needed. I realize that they're trying to preposition her uh, to be in the Marvels, but frankly, that's a dumb movie idea from the get-go. They are just not in the same league, and trying to push Kamala into another boring OP is a huge mistake. I hope they pull back and return Miss Marvel to the smaller stories that fit her better. Also give her Logjaw ASAP. <laughs> I was thinking further about this, and I think Marvel could have moved the action to South Asia and still kept the storylines more personal. My objection isn't to locality or the historical backstory, but to the attempt to create a cosmic Kamala. Making her the arbiter of universe or world destruction is both too heavy a burden and too abstract. Stalin was right when he said one death is a tragedy, a million deaths are a statistic. She should be trying to save her friends and family, not defend reality. Hmm. I, I definitely hear where Jeffrey's coming from on this. I just don't think so far this show has made that leap. Like, yes, it's about reality. Like, yes, that is in there. But she's not really defending reality at this point. Like, it's just she could, that's where she got her power is from the djinn who are having this battle over reality, right? Like, we don't know that that's going to be like Kamala's mission necessarily. I think the djinn, at least, were saying that you were, you were born to open the door for us. And, yeah. like, they want to use her power to open that door. They want to, to use her ability to wield and shape the Noor to open the door and you know possibly tear down reality so i mean it's it's kind of it's not like it's her mission to defend reality so much mm-hmm. as it is her mission to keep her powers away from people who could destroy reality which like right. at a high level could look like the same thing but it's really not like it's just you know keep your stuff to yourself 
<laughs> we need smaller stories. We really do. And and I think we've gotten some of those. Um, but uh, I think that uh, a number of the series that we've seen so far, Hawkeye, uh, you know, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. I know they had some pretty big things at the end, but like they weren't universe destroying or whatever. I still think the heart of Kamala's story is in her family and this like trip to the past. It's like, it's about her learning where she comes from and maybe her powers re- like, you know, originate in this battle between the Jin. Uh, but I don't think that's her story. Does that make sense? Like her story, I think it is in New Jersey. And I do think, you know, eventually she'll be in the Marvels and we'll find out how they treat that. But so far, I don't, I don't feel like it's stepped so far because we're still like going to the past. Yes. Which is a big thing. That's a big deal. You jump to the past, you're like, not only are you talking about a world traveling superhero, you're talking about a like time, time jumping superhero. That's a big deal. It's a yeah. big leap in like power level and a big thing, but yeah. And a big leap in like what all you can affect. Right. But it's still like the idea is that she's going back to see, find out what happened to her great grandmother. You know what I mean? Like, it's still yeah. like about her family. And I think as long as you, it's, it's like Peter Parker, Peter Parker is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I don't think him going to space made him less interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he said, you, you can't be, you can't have a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no neighborhood. Absolutely. The idea of going too big is the idea of leaving behind the small story. And I don't think Kamala's story is doing that yet. It could, it could do that, but it like, very well could. like I think Peter is an example of how they went really big with his story, having him fight, you know, the mad Titan on like, you know, <laughs> that other world or whatever. Like that's a big moment for him. It went way out of his sandbox, but the next movie is about his aunt. You know what I mean? Like actually, yeah. I guess the next movie is about, uh, this is still, it's still Peter Parker's story and it still goes back to his small stories and worrying about his identity and worrying about his friends and family, you know? Yeah. Well, the, the next one went back to, you know, he's, Trying he's to give coping, a girl a necklace, you know, like, right. He's coping with grief and, you know, kind of accidentally picking another father figure, but the wrong one. Yeah, absolutely. Or so, a, a mentor figure, but the wrong one. So he's like, he's got to learn to, to be his own Spider-Man. Yeah. So I, so I totally hear Jeffrey's concern, but I just don't see it yet. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I'm going to go ahead and just vehemently disagree and be like, no, it's amazing. It's the greatest thing ever. Uh, (laughs) Jeffrey James, you're entirely wrong. Um, (laughs) Just so that we can have a descending opinion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got to descent. Have that, uh, that clash, that clash of ideals that we, that we're so known for. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you and everything you stand for. (laughs) If the podcast don't end with us yelling at each other, then what is the, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Was there even a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) What is this? Some like group where we hang out and just act like friends around here? No, this is about, this is like cable (laughs) news stuff right here. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right. Next up, Matthew Nays sent us an email. Hey everyone, just wanted to follow up on episode three. Oops. I wrote in before... Uh, after episode one below and express my reservations about the show being a little bit too kid centric, but it's definitely grown on me. And like all MCU products, it's been the character development first and foremost. I mean, the dad, how can you, how can you not love that man? But it's also been in large part to your cast and in particular your cast member whose name escapes me 
and I don't want to butcher it. I think he means, I think Matthew Nace is trying to Zuhair say Zuhair Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, I'm not ashamed to admit that I know very little about the Islamic culture and the way the show portrays it, and next to nothing about apartheid. Oh, I'm sorry, he says apartheid, but I'm pretty sure he means partition. Hmm. Um, and the history, I'm sure I probably only got like 30 minutes of it back in the day. But that is what has really turned me around on the show and allowed me to look past some of the elements more aimed at my son in the production. The storytelling is clean and neat and relatable, and they've done such a great job, in my opinion, of painting the struggles without turning the show into a polarizing political statement, which they could have easily done. Yet, it still strikes a chord, and the explanations on some of the intricacies that your cast has been given, especially on the Noor, is greatly appreciated. One quick thought. Given how the Genie family in the flashback talked about how the English had already pillaged the site where the bangle was found, is there any connection with Miss Marvel and Dean Whitman? Ooh. Uh, he's in the British Museum with the sword and ancient relics, and there's already a tie-in with the Eternals. Could that museum also be housing the other bangle? Thanks for all the content. We also have uh, Moon Knight working in a museum and maybe could get access to some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's, it's just very possible. I, I can't wait to see all these characters interact. I, they're just feel, they feel like they're in such different parts of the universe right now. And I just can't wait to see what happens when Dane Whitman, Miss Marvel, and <laughs> Moon Knight all interact, you know? Oh, God. Yes. It's just so, it's so weird and cool. The fact that we know that, like, that Dane Whitman and, uh, and Blade mm -hmm. have interaction in yeah. any capacity is yeah. like stupid exciting to start yeah, with for sure because like i love i love 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 that dane whitman you know was kind of the 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 normal person lens into the eternals like as much as he could have been with what they did with the movie like we had ideas about how it could have been better but he was that normal person lens into sort of into that but like if he's also our everyman that comes into uh, the the world that is like the mystical the creatures of the night that blade right. deals yeah, with yeah yeah oh that would be so great and like especially to have him have like you know my family has a dark history with this blade uh, i really don't want to have to wield it like please protect me from these things and then he has to wield it and he has to fight with that about himself and also mm -hmm. fight against the creatures of the night oh that would be so great yeah oh, that would be so great yeah man i am I'm very down to finally get his story. I'm shocked we didn't get more of it in the Eternals, and so I'm I'm really excited to see what yeah. what that's about. Um, speaking on Matthew's other point about uh, learning all this history, something that I've really been thinking about this week, after knowing that we're going to go back and see what Partition was like, it looks like, and actually see it through Kamala's eyes. Um, have you, you you saw? Did you see Watchmen? No. Uh, did you, you did see Lovecraft Country. We talked about that. Yes. Yeah. So those two, Country. yeah, we talked about it last week a little bit. Um, so those two shows are both like HBO series that in the same year they came out and they like both talked about Tulsa. historical events that I did not know about. Because yeah. our sort of because our education system doesn't talk about them because a lot of it has been like whitewashed and not told the Tulsa race massacre uh, that happened uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It, it, you know, it's the, it's this insane 
event that like when it came on the screen, I was like, oh, this is that like alternate history thing that right. the Watchmen does. Because the Watchmen is like an alternate history. Yeah. And then so I'm watching this and like, oh, this did, there were never like, you know, this is literally like the KKK is just flying over Black Wall Street, dropping bombs from planes. Like it was it's the only uh, time American on American soil that Americans have dropped bombs on other Americans. Like it's just such a crazy thing that we just don't even hear about at all. Our culture has decided to ignore certain events in our history. And like this is more world history. And uh, this is about a part of the world I know very, very little about. And it's just. It's an interesting thing. Like, I feel like as we were growing up, you know, we had like certain stories that we were told all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like World War II <laughs> and, <laughs> and like civil rights and like, there's just like, like the sixties civil rights movement. Like there's certain stories that are revisited all the time and they have a very certain, uh, kind of perspective on those events. And I feel yep. like, with new storytellers and with opening up the stories that are being told, a lot of uh, these creators are taking the chance to inform the public on certain things that happened in our history and give people, because really when you think about history, oftentimes when I'm thinking about, when I'm thinking about medieval history, you know, I'm thinking about some movie I saw, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And so like, this is yep. <laughs> like the, the, this is a big thing to say about these creators, but these creators are getting the chance to be, what partition looks like to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. b- showing this history. I mean, forever when I think about Tulsa, I will think of the very beginning of Watchmen where they, they show that part, that part of history in their interpretation of it. And it's like, you know, I, I just think it's very fascinating that I feel like that's maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not new, but it does seem like a novel thing that's been going on these last few years. Yeah, I mean, it's this. Uh, you're right in that, like, this is this is these storytellers' opportunity to kind of be someone's uh, mental connection for an event in history. Yeah, and like, it's kind of like if you watch the movie before reading the book, mm-hmm. you're going to be reading the book with those characters in mind, yeah. and. and like how they look and everything. For the rest of time, when I read about the partition, I will think about the way they parti- they depicted the trains or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's exactly the same way that like I've been reading the Witcher series oh, lately, yeah. and I, I I have to think of Henry Cavill mm-hmm. as the Witcher. Like that is Geralt of Rivia in my mind because a he looks perfect for it, and b like he did such a great job in the series, like in the show that like. That's just where my brain goes when I'm listening to the books on my drive to work. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just how it is. This is these storytellers' opportunity to kind of create that window into education and maybe even spark some interest in uh, in historical events that we knew nothing about. Yeah, yeah, man, I totally agree. It's really, it's really interesting. It's really neat and really interesting and a really big task they're taking on. Yeah. Ooh. Let's educate the world real quick. Mm-hmm. And I love, 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 love that they like, you know, in a, in a place where Miss Marvel and Disney Plus has not yet been uh, released or made available in Pakistan, they 
have they've determined that they are going to take the episodes a couple at a time and put them into theaters in Pakistan oh, wow. for those people. Wow. And I, uh, that's just like that's that shows that dedication to to the families, uh, to that culture, to that you know, to that group of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, right as we're wrapping up, I'm talking about that last piece of feedback. We lost Jeff. Uh, something's up with the internet. Is oh, I've lost Jeff completely. So. Uh, I, I might read one or two more here because we got a couple short ones coming up in the list here, and I hate to have to get some more people's feedback. Let's see, we've got the boss on Twitter says, "Just listen to the pod with Anjali and damn, <laughs> uh, lots of thumbs up, lots of hearts, absolute must listen. Uh, this will resonate with everyone, especially immigrant communities, of how it feels to be an outsider." That's awesome. Thank you, the boss. Thank you for real. And yes, Anjali was amazing um, to have as a guest. It was it was really wonderful. Uh, let's see. Up next, we got Anthony Ashrock on Gmail. It says, "Hey gang, long time, first time. I've listened to all of your casts about Miss Marvel, and I have never heard anybody mention the Trust a Bro moving van shown in the closing credits. What gives? I <laughs> love the new show. Uh, love the cast, Anthony." Um, I've mentioned it once. I don't, uh, I don't remember which episode it was. I think it was the second week because I noticed it in the first week and I forgot to mention it. And then the second week I, I mentioned it. We, we, we talked about it in the live watch. Um, so I apologize for not bringing it up more, but I do love that we get a trusted bro moving company in the post credits. Um, and let's see any other short ones here. Cause I don't want to keep you guys just like me rambling at you. Uh, Jeffrey James says, Hey, if Marvel does Moon Knight slash Miss Marvel crossover, will they stage a fight scene to walk like an Egyptian? <laughs> I uh I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh I I, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Um that a d- d- Egyptian um Yeah, I don't I, I wonder what the like I I don't know how offensive that song is, right? Like it it felt really fun in the eighties, but now I'm like Walk like an Egyptian, because there are still Egyptians. You know, it feels like a weird thing. But anyway, I shouldn't have probably brought that up. But yeah, definitely a fun song, and definitely would be a good fight sequence. I'd like it to be like, if you're going to combine it with Miss Marvel, you got to combine like Miss Marvel, like the dance, the dancing of Miss Marvel with the like, you know, Egyptianness, I guess. <laughs> Moon Knight, and maybe you get a cool scene out of that. I like it. Um... Anyway, I just I want them to do more of that. I really wish I said it before about Captain Marvel, but there's that great scene where they do "I'm Just a Girl," which I love that song, and I don't feel like they capitalized on that the way they could have. Like there there could have been some really good cuts there, um, and they didn't really I don't know they didn't really drive it home. And I, I I wish they would do more things like that. I think Guardians does a better job with like matching up uh, the music, uh, the action on the scene to the beat and stuff. Uh, we'll see. Again, the boss on Twitter says, Another really good episode. The pacing is just right. We're only three episodes in, yet seems so much of the story has been told. Hardly any filler. Long episode lengths have been... Thumbs up. <laughs> Cannot wait for the final three episodes. Yeah. Same, except for it's two now. Yeah. Two episodes left, guys. Well, so yeah. I guess I'll, I guess I'll end it. I, 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 I miss you, Jeff. I'm sorry that the internet has torn us asunder, um, but I didn't want to not get some of these you know, backs out since we're so uh, 
up on this next episode, but we really want to do our Thor episode we did yesterday. So, man, it's just so many things to do, so many things to talk about. And Thor is so soon. Can't believe it, guys. Um, if you are enjoying our show, please go to podcastawards.com and nominate us in the TV and film and the uh, Audience Choice Award. That would be really helpful and uh, help get the word out about our show that we love doing for you guys. Thank you so much. Um, until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.